the record, right? Cheers. Welcome to our podcast, Off the Record with Nick and Trey. Episode 10. That's 10 episodes so far, which is, uh, that's a milestone. Yeah, we've hit, we've hit 10. We're 10 with, uh, 10 is a s- serious milestone. It's, it's a good number. 10 is a good number. It's, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a Roman numeral that gets its own letter. Straight up X. Just X. I like it. It's good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a fun ride. Uh, just recording our dumb thoughts. They're not dumb, but they're, they're specific. <laughs> they are thoughts in the niche that we've chosen. And, uh, we are very happy that you're along with us for the ride because, we're not we're not slowing down necessarily in in our progress and we like to encourage our community to come along with us so we can share uh everything that we've learned and everything that we've worked so hard to develop while we've been making all of our new music and our old music even even yeah. the even the conceptual progress we've made Nick found our uh, Reverb Nation page today. We forgot about it. Yeah. And uh, there's some cool stuff on there uh, that we found. Yeah. Old pictures, old drawings. Yeah. Uh, is kind of a little trip down memory lane. Flashback. Flashback to when we set up our Reverb Nation page. And, you know, uh, for anybody that's in bands, you know this. Um, and we haven't... We, we've been so consumed by making our latest album that we haven't really thought about it a lot but uh the the websites like reverb nation are that are designed for bands to to kind of elevate their presence online so they can get booked at shows or sell albums all those sites are very uh interesting What's the Bandcamp? Bandcamp is the Bandcamp other website that, that is like an independent platform for yeah. bands to release their albums. And I appreciate their uh I appreciate the way they're going about supporting independent music, but the platform itself, because it's kind of uh, uh supporting very low-end independent artists. It is not designed for mainstream use. So what normal people would ever land on those websites, I don't know. Well, it's like if you don't have a website, you should probably have a band camp. Sure. Because that's like where people can find you and listen to your shit and see what shows you're playing. That's, That's actually what's powerful about band camp is that you can have a show listing or like a calendar for your shows. It's like an event calendar for your shows without having like a website. Sure. Cause it's like, a, it's like a media platform, right? Not so it's not really social media. Is it? It, it is a musical social media yeah. platform, but it's not made to share uh, social media. No, it's, it's just, it's just a landing page for your shit. If you don't, have a website yeah and i and it makes me wonder like i just pulled up our uh Bandcamp page but it makes me wonder what the point what the point of it is aside from promoting an album like there there is nothing on this page that that is adding value to a user's life aside from seeing what our albums are that are available and and your ability to buy it there's some pictures on there yeah i don't know it's uh it's i mean people can listen to your music on here sure see your see your show your show dates and stuff like that which is uh, but you could do but you could do all this on itunes i mean literally yeah you could aside i don't know aside from the show dates you can't do the show dates no um but I, i I um I recently helped somebody online um on Reddit actually who just made a 
site and they were trying to figure out why their domain was still um, redirecting to their Bandcamp. It was the whole thing. Um, but prior to them building a site, they had all their stuff on Bandcamp. So it's it's almost like a launching pad for like, I have these tracks. I have these tracks that I want to sh- to put somewhere so that people can find me, right? But now the problem that this person was facing is that the only search results in Google that was coming up for if you type in her music was to, it's just like all Bandcamp stuff. Sure. Like Instagram or whatever. And like I had, I had to kind of explain to her, be like, you know, your, your site's kind of new and like your Bandcamp has probably been up for years. Totally. So that's kind of why that's like what's showing up in the results is because that's like a reputable site that's yeah. we- that's what's most established online of your music. So that's what's showing up. But that that kind of it kind of shows like if if you don't have the money or the time to build a website for to to showcase your music, Bandcamp is a good alternative to like have a place where you just create a profile, put your music on there, do some like if you're playing shows, put your shows in there and it it's sort of like a, a platform that allows you to have a presence without a website. And you, can, fucking, and you can make money through Bandcamp. Yeah. By selling your, yeah, by you selling can, your music. Yeah, people can buy your music. People can click on your social media links or whatever. It's a, it's, it's useful for up, up and coming musicians that don't have the, the money. Because well, which is like 95, fucking, 95%, 98% maybe of musicians are up and coming. Yeah. I mean, we were there. Yeah. yeah. We, we just, we just had like, I mean, at the time when we were up and coming, you knew how to develop websites. Sure. You know? And so we had a website, but we also had a band camp and we also had reverb nation and soundcloud and, and soundcloud. So it's stuff. like, it's all just tools for people who are musicians, not web developers. Because building a website is fucking expensive. It's expensive to host a website. It's expensive to have a website built unless you're like really into coding and you can build it yourself, which is what we did at the time. Yeah. What, that is you know, what we did. It's <clears throat> having a website is, is something that's super valuable and unless you know how to build a website, it's sort of a challenge. I mean, it's it is a challenge, it's beyond, and it's a it's, ro- beyond, it's a roadblock for yeah. for getting yourself out there. It's like you could post on YouTube or whatever and share that around, but no, nobody's gonna look like you can't you can't host all of your music and tour dates from YouTube no. or from Instagram or Facebook. It's like you could, but that's kind of that's not what those are for. Bandcamp is a platform for putting your music on there and making sure people know where to go see you or go find you or download your music or whatever. Sure. So it's valuable. It's, I mean, you look at our site on Bandcamp or our, our profile on Bandcamp and it's just like, it's just straightforward. Like here's our music. Here's some pictures. Here's the albums. Here's where to, buy it i guess it's simply to hear the music buy the music even have, like we, yeah. we don't even have our sh- any of our i don't know where our shows they were on on reverb nation there was a events thing yeah reverb nation so, had a had a thing which which is reverb nation since we were using it actively in the past couple of years they have really updated their uh, interface. Yeah, it's almost like a SoundCloud type situation where you can. There's like a really good media player. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, I mean, it's kind of there's tabs there, so you can do like videos, shows, yeah, all that stuff. And you get so all like, the all the info. They've actually done a really good job at at sort of expanding on the original idea, but. The point is, is that building websites are hard. And yeah. when you, all you're doing is making music and you're not investing your time in learning how to build websites, 
that's kind of where you're stuck is like, where do I put my shit where people can find it? Well, how do I, how do we market? How do we market this concept of this music that we've created? That's the challenge. Yeah. Cause that's, that's where, uh, you know, we're all, we're all creatives in some way. Uh, uh, and for the musicians in the crowd, it becomes difficult when you've spent so much time writing and producing some music and paying for recording time and making an album. And then all of a sudden you realize that like the album can't live on its own. Yeah. And that's the, well, it's like, that's the hard truth that we have never had to live with Yeah, because we've been producing and recording our own albums, but like recording in the studio, you spend all this time and money to get all your stuff recorded, and then all of a sudden, it's done. It sounds as good as you could imagine. And then what? Okay, well, now our website sucks. And now we have to create... I mean, you literally have to create a campaign, an advertising campaign, to promote that. Yeah. In some way, whether it's just uh, Facebook Facebook or... Yeah, and you don't want to alienate your friends. No. Because your friends support you or whatever, but if you're just like marketing to your friends like it's kind of weird like well that's not worth the money no it's not you know that's the hard part but like that's the thing is like in order to get the exposure and in order to like get beyond like you're just your close group of friends who know about your music you have to kind of like act like a business a business where you're where you're putting money and time into advertising your your product yeah which feels weird as a creator like it feels weird to be like okay i made this thing but it's like the only reason the only way that anybody's going to engage with it is if i slyly like advertise to people that might be interested or whatever especially especially if you're a creator that really uh embraces the anti-establishment anti-advertising uh, all that stuff it's like those open source which open source about. which we love and we've talked about um but if you're one of those people you still have to market whether or not you admit that you're marketing and advertising you are because you want people you there's no creator nowadays that wants to make something and sit in their dark corner of their dank dirty apartment and sit there with nobody ever seeing it that's not the point of creation the point of creation is to share it and you and a smart intelligent thoughtful person would find the the correct demographic and market to share that with not because it's marketing but because it's the people you want to sincerely connect with, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. like, that's a challenge that we all go through. And Reverb Nation, which uh, they look great. I mean, compared to what they used to look like, they look uh, remarkably better. They, yeah. They showcase the, the their artists a lot better than they used to. And then Bandcamp is, has... Uh, also remarkably somehow not changed in 10 years. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, <laughs> everything's confined to like a 800 pixel yeah. width. Stick, stick to the hits, like, you, know? you know, just center, why, center a lot. Like everything. Why change? And, why change when it seems to be working? Well, to give them a little credit, uh, Bandcamp, really takes minimal cuts of anything if 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 they even take i don't even know if they take cuts i believe they do but minimal cuts and it's maybe because nobody wants to buy shit off Bandcamp. i mean i'm not trying to harp on them but yeah Bandcamp might need to update a little bit <laughs> let if you want to keep making money let's come on but th- that all that aside, the challenge that we're talking about is is for creators who focus your time on making something, you have to still market yourself. You need a website. You need a, a presence. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and fucking Snapchat maybe. Uh, that could that is worth uh, being present in, 
but you still need somewhere that you can sell your your music. Yeah. And so you need something. It's easy nowadays to get on iTunes, to get on Spotify, to get on uh, Pandora, all those things. But um, it's good to have a home base at one of these, one platform where you commit some some amount of energy to seem like you're you care or something yeah. uh yeah yeah well i mean like that's that's how people engage with artists these days is they hear about it and then they go to a website or they go to a social media profile or something where they can find not only the work but they can find more of what that person's doing or whatever sure uh, I and mean, like, I mean, do like, uh, so. So we, me and Trey, were sharing uh, some playlists just today, fresh in our minds. Um, and a lot of those artists we had we had heard before because, of course, we're not playing anything new because we're old, sappy piece of shit. But even those artists that we heard, um, where do you think we? those artist links might have led us we didn't we didn't click on them but but well, like where where would those and we were listening on spotify which is very progressive in the way that it shares content it shares it immediately you listen to it you move on to the next song in the playlist you hear it you might like it you might not do anything about that and it moves on so what uh, where might do you think that those artists' links posted or or uh, directed to somewhere in particular? Do you know? I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever clicked on a link in Spotify. Like <laughs> I if I that. if I find a band, like I don't know if this has ever happened, but if I find a band or artist on Spotify that I'm interested in and I want to go like see their shit, yeah, I just Google the name, like. <laughs> That's how I, classic. I don't yeah. like, I'm sure there's a link to their shit somewhere on Spotify, but I don't think to look at that. I'm just like, Oh, what's me neither. What's the name of the band? Oh, okay. It's that. Okay. Like, and then you plug it into Google or you, you see if they have a YouTube or something where they have videos or whatever. doesn't matter, but <clears throat> I don't, I don't. Yeah, there's not. Wikipedia. Yeah. Wikipedia is not the page I want to go to. You can read all about them on yeah, Wikipedia. Don't. We just clicked on Vendata. 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 Uh, they're they're. Uh, I was listening to them with Kenzie May on Spotify, and uh, their profile link links to Wiki, <laughs> Wikipedia, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That is four platforms you have no control over. Yeah. You can control the content you share on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And even Wikipedia, I guess, if you're a writer, if you're a contributor. Yeah. But really, like, though, you don't own any of those platforms. That's why we like to have websites. Because we get to share our own shit and nobody's going to come and curate or edit us out of our own content yeah it's it's interesting i didn't even know that they had those links there i've never even looked at it so i've like, never in my life clicked on one of those links i don't and to be honest i don't think i've ever looked up an artist that's on spotify on their website or like tried to find their website usually i'm just trying to find like videos on YouTube or something like totally to, to share to with somebody else, like to make it more easy to share yeah. or whatever. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like, well, that this whole thing leads us to a bigger, a bigger issue. Um, that's a side note We're we're tangenting already, but that Spotify is great for consuming but it's not great for education. And and to be or more let's, more clear, let's, let's be back honest. Up. Let's back up. <laughs> it's not great for sharing. It's terrible for sharing. I, if I get a link, Trey and I send links back and forth all the time. And when you get a link to Spotify, of course, Laud knows 
you've got the Spotify app open and the desktop app, desktop app. And 10 times out of 10, you will get the link, click on it. It opens in the browser and then you've got to log in because heaven forbid in 30 minutes since I clicked the last fucking link, I'm still logged in. It won't be. No, you got to log in and then you've got to freaking listen to it in your browser. And your browser's got to be open. It's it's ridiculous. And you click, you're like, oh, I'm listening to it on my computer on the web app or on the desktop app. So I have to select the desktop app and then it plays in the desktop app. And I've I've been reading, like we, we talked about this earlier when we, we when we ran into this problem again. Today. The, no, no, we didn't run into this problem. We we, we <laughs> identified that this problem is fucking stupid. Every time we I, we run into the problem, it's just fucking stupid. Stop it. Spotify, yes. shut down your app and just do a web app if you want to run web app flexibility. Or or get off your ass and make your fucking like if you copy a link to a playlist or a song and you have the app open figure it out figure out how to make it play in the app that's already stop open stop this browser bullshit yeah fuck hashtag that. browser bullshit i'm starting it right now anyways tied to to spotify what i was saying is that i i was so mad that i i started the Google search to like find people that have reported that issue. Yeah. And apparently it used to be a thing where you could, you could log into your Spotify settings and be like, open any links in my desktop app. And what happened? They took it out. Why did you take it out? Like that's the most useful thing in your fucking platform is to have pasted links. You click and open in the app. That's already Running your music application needs to de-escalate my fury and my frustration, and if it's and if you decide to then remove those elements that de-escalate, you are only adding to my escalating fury. That dude, it took me so long when you sent you sent me a link to that playlist. Think about how I you, opened you sent it up me four or five links today. I know every single one. And like that's the thing <laughs> is, I send you links to things. I don't know the pain you're going through when you click on those. I just figured like, oh, he'll figure it out, right? I do. But I when it. you send me something, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I opened it. It's in my browser. Yeah. It's not playing. It's, how do I open this in the fucking app? It's infuriating. <sighs> If, 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 okay, let's, let's back up. Okay. Spotify is globally accepted now. I remember the day Spotify became available to the U S it was a whole big thing. It was probably 2007 or maybe seven or six. Um, We were in Colorado. I remember the day. Uh, it was incredible. I'm like, Oh my God, I can listen to anything. Somehow, somehow we can listen to anything. It was incredible. Um, and now you gotta, you gotta jump through a bunch of hoops just to hear it in their own program. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it, but, but that's the thing is the app runs great by itself. Sure. But the share, sharing, sharing what you're, what you're consuming with your friends is a fucking chore and it shouldn't be. If like you want people to engage with your platform, you want people to share fucking links. You want people to download the app because the app works way fucking better than the the web. Oh, absolutely. Version, the web right? app does not. The web app fucking not, sucks. Yeah, it's not great. So, so you want people to download the app. The app works great, but if you don't have a way to share what you're experiencing on the app. With other people who are using the app, you have a huge fucking roadblock in yeah. your platform because you, you're you not creating a gateway for people to engage with the content. Well, and, and you're, you're creating a, a chore for people to figure out like, oh, fuck, somebody sent me this link to this song. 
They want me to listen to it, and it's like... Open in the browser. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, okay. It's open in the browser, but it's not playing in my app. Now what do I have to do? I have to figure out how to fucking play it on my fucking app. It's... It's a pain. Fuck it. I don't even care. What's the name of the song? Tell me the name, name of the yeah, song, exactly. and I'll type it into the fucking that. search, and then I'll find it. And it's like, that is unacceptable. It is. As a platform, Spotify, that is unacceptable. You should be able to send a link... Or anything, any, 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 anything that somebody can click on and listen to the thing that you're listening to immediately without any steps in between. That's what you need. You yeah. absolutely need that. Otherwise, your platform well, fucking sucks. Well, and so and so that raises the question. So Spotify's huge. What about the platforms like Reverb Nation? Okay, I, I'm sure a lot of people have that might be listening have never even considered what the fuck Reverb Nation is, nor spent time browsing artists on Reverb Nation because it's, I mean, really, who the, who the fuck cares? I haven't, I haven't thought about Reverb Nation until literally today, today when you, when you brought this up. Yeah. And the last, I mean, the last song we posted on here was maybe like three years ago. 2015 was the last engagement. The the last we show had. we posted on here was 2015, um, which is three, literally over three years ago. Three years and two months. And I haven't thought about this platform since. I And I appreciate that about you. <laughs> <laughs> because I forgot because, that we had a, we had. Because Reverb Nation was launched as a platform for artists to establish a presence, much like Bandcamp, but then to connect with uh, venues and, and other bands and then people, maybe. I, I don't really know their that what their goals are, but we've never connected on Reverb Nation with real people. With anyone. I, I mean, we have, I'm sure they're doing fine. I mean, I'm sure have, they're doing we have fine. 1,300 fans on here, but I assume that that 85% of those are artists. Yeah. And and that's a very liberal I'm, guess. I'm sure Reverb Nation is doing fine, and I'm sure that artists get a lot of value out of it. Sure. But to be honest... We've been uh, well, on but, here. But if, to be, I would say, to be honest, if they were the, the platform that we were sending links around to, and then they had the same complications as Spotify does, they would not make it. No. No. And Spotify no. only makes it because... Because they're a the, library. Because That's the it. platform... Yeah, because it's a library and the platform's so large that the links are unacceptable. Um what I was going to say, though, is like any platform is is only useful based on the user interaction. Totally. Right? So it's like Reverb Nation, like you said, is a place where artists can come and put their shit on the site and sh- and and connect with other artists and connect with venues. But nobody really uses it that way. Like it's all based on it, are the users using it? And if the users aren't using it, then it doesn't have the value. And and like, that's the thing is like with, with like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all the, all these big social media platforms, they are made by how many users are using it. Like what, like, do they have all numbers? It's all numbers. Yeah. And, and that, and, and for a music, a music artist, I think that that is key where are the people? Where are your fans? Where's even if you're that that hippie, whatever mentality? It's like you have to consider where your people are. Yeah, because that's where you it's need like, to be. <laughs> if you have your shit on Reverb Nation, you probably share it on Twitter or Facebook. And probably. It's like that that that's kind of the thing. It's like it's such a it's such a specific platform for specific people the 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 larger like um the larger population is not using reverb nation reverb nation is a site that artists use to have their music 
like shared and to connect with other artists and connect with venues. Sure. It's very specific. So it's like, it's not as valuable as sharing your shit to Twitter or sharing your shit to Instagram or whatever, because it's, Nobody's there. Nobody's looking at that website. Nobody logs on to Reverb Nation every day to check for new shit. Except artists. Yeah. That are desperate because this is the only platform they might have. Um, which is interesting. And this leads us into the, the next topic. We're moving on. Okay. Thank uh, you. All of this is, is uh, great thoughts. And we are frustrated. Everyone's frustrated. Like, where is your marketing budget or your marketing time need to go? And and finding that location in the digital realm is really challenging. Um, so moving over to the physical realm where we're making music and we're performing music. Uh, me and Trey had talked a little bit and we've, we've worked a lot on this is that uh, one avenue for creating music to share with the general populace to try to gain and garner some interest is is writing and producing and performing uh, cover songs. Yeah. And so, like um, Trey, what do you what do you think about modern musicians, modern bands? Let's say somebody huge like Taylor Swift. What do you think about her playing cover songs at her shows? I think cover songs are a good way to um, to pay respects to those who influence you, for sure. And that's how we've kind of done our cover songs. Is like people that inspire us and people that have sort of like influenced our creativity and our our love for music are the people that we um, create cover songs for. And uh, like the thing with cover songs is that we like when, when you're just in a venue playing your songs and you play something that the strangers in the audience are familiar with, it's a little bit more engaging than if you were just playing your own shit. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of, like, a lot of, um, aspiring musicians and aspiring performers play cover songs is because they're like, okay, well, this is some music that's inspired me and I'm playing it so that you are a little bit more familiar with me as a performer because you know this song, you know this song, I know this song, I love this song. This song has inspired me, so I'm sharing it with you in my style, in my uh, special way to engage with you who may not know me, but you know this song. And it, it, it creates this sort of uh, connection with strangers who may not otherwise care about you because you share a similar um, uh, uh, like a common interest totally in this song totally and I, I I actually do you mind if I keep going go for it so I I agree com- completely because me and Trey are aligned on everything pretty much but uh, the idea of a cover song for us when we play live shows is that we are playing a song that you like he said you might know like one of our cover songs is Cindy Lauper Time after time. And you can look that up on Google. Find Ask You in Gray, Cindy Lauper cover. You can find it out there. It's on and, Reverb Nation. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's on Reverb Nation. Go check it out. Uh, but the, the point of covering that song is not because we want to play that song, which, which we, we did. But the point is that it is the common denominator between us and you. And that that all of us who like dance pop of any kind, pretty much, you literally can't deny that that time after time is just fucking fun. Yeah. And so we play it. And, and the reason we play it is because, number one, we connect with you because you can't deny it's not great either. It is freaking great. So but number two, 
we get to take that track that you know and love, and then everyone gets to enjoy that track in its uh, in its purest form. But we gently shift the purest form of it into our style, which this is the challenge of playing uh, cover tracks or cover album cover cover songs is that when you play a cover song, you need it to remain itself. It has to be its own self or else people will start to lose their own affection for it. Yeah. And so we They're play. Like, oh, you ruined it exactly. <laughs> and well, well, and the, that's what's hard. I remember that uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of like hardcore bands and like post-hardcore, like heavy rock bands that play cover yeah. songs of of music that is performed originally in the '80s of pop music. So, like, if you push it too far, you you don't get to earn the affection of anybody who loved it originally. Yeah. You've lost their affection. And if you play it poorly in your way, you've lost both their affection for the nostalgia and the current moment, which is like two negatives that you don't want happening at the same time (laughs) because it does not make a positive. But uh, so our Cindy Lauper cover is uh, authentically in the, in the tone of Cindy Lauper it is fun, fast pop. It's great, but it is not Cindy Lauper. It is us, yeah. and and that's what makes it special. Is that it's showing the way we we would have done it. Yeah, and the value of using Cindy Lauper a a Cindy Lauper track in our show is that we connect with you because you know it, like you said, like Trey said. Um, the crowd recognizes it, but they might not recognize us. And so we get to perform something that we love, but in the way that we would do it. And so we, they get to enjoy the track the way we do it. So it's like connecting Cindy Lauper to our production. Yeah. Um, and we, we don't push it that far. We don't put we we push it as far as we can we can literally, um, which is uh, we do it pretty safe, and we did the same with Sufjan Stevens' Chicago. Yeah, and you can hear that it's a little older, but it is still yeah the way we did it. Um, you know, it's it's all about just embracing what you love. And how you love it, rather than like uh, what what you're trying to be or something. Yeah. It, but there, there's something else to that too, and it's like it's almost like when when you when you perform a cover song, it's almost like you are joining in the enjoyment of somebody else's work, the original artist, the original artist's work, and it's like the audience and the people listening who recognize the music engage with it because it's a good song, but you you also are enjoying the song as the artist playing the song. Like you're playing the song, but you're also enjoying, like this this is a dope song. I fucking love it. We're playing it because we fucking love it. And you are enjoying it because you like the song. So yeah. maybe consider liking us too. And but, but, but this is a great transition. I think that this all comes, this can all be distilled into some sort of brand, brand or band transparency. <laughs> brand, 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 brand transparency where uh, we are, we are truly trying to embody uh, a, a tone, a mood, a feeling, and playing a Cindy Lauper song falls right into that sincerely, authentically. Um, and the way we do it, when we play it, there is no confusion about why we're playing it because we are give, we are paying homage to Cindy Lauper, and 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 it's so sincere and authentic that 
Like I, I, who was it? Scene Magazine in in Colorado said that that we play the one of the best Cindy Lauper covers that they've ever heard, or some yeah. some bullshit thing. It doesn't matter because they they wrote that for their magazine, so it's like they were just trying to write shit. Uh, but I appreciate it. Yeah. But I know also good. that that they didn't come to the show yeah. that we played in Colorado. But whatever. I digress. Um, brand t- trans. Brand transparency. That's the key point, is that there is a, uh, a baseline that you have to meet to be the, the true brand or band, band or brand that you are. Uh, and if you try to divert from that, you immediately begin to lose credibility. And people see that. Yeah. People notice that because... Our modern culture is trained now. Yeah. Yes. To see the the falsities, the the fake company promises, and and point them out, and call them out, and uh, totally lose all credibility. Yeah. For those the, those companies. All, we, have, all, we have a very strong bullshit meter. The, yeah. These the, days. Totally. The bullshit meter is very strong and it has been curated. And and websites like Reddit or or uh even YouTube, it's like there's this this movement of yeah. uh, of transparency that, that it's not a movement of transparency, it's a movement of clarity. Yeah. And everybody knows and sees all yeah and if you try to sneak in unnoticed they'll point you out and you will look like a total turd (laughs) (laughs) speaking of reddit there's a subreddit called hail corporate oh yeah and uh it's just it's posts of stuff on reddit it's like a meta subreddit but it's, it's it's posts of things on reddit that are suspiciously ad advertising. I love that. Where it's like, oh, interesting that this post is on the front page and it's like a branded with all kinds of McDonald's symbols and it's it it's like oops, who did that? That that is the dumpster for all the people who are skeptical of advertising because it's fucking real. It's not made up. There is on every social media platform you're on there are people who are fighting for your attention to market to you. And I think that that that's okay. I like the, the well, if that's the reality, the reality is okay. If we as brands slash bands, like we, we as creators and brands are creators, brands pay for creation if if you as a band slash brand or as a brand like we're not limited to only bands here but if you are sincere in your creation then your presence will not be seen as a total hoax of of uh expression yeah it's all it's all about authenticity totally if you're if you're authentic with your with your message or your the brand tone the tone even your if you're selling a product or fucking whatever if you're authentic in the way that you present it it gets past the bullshit meter it's like oh okay this person or this company or whatever is authentic in the way that they're marketing to me they're 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 presenting their whatever they're selling me in a way that that engages with me you know you know it's not just like hey come check out our shit hey hey or like oops a- oops this top post happens to be somebody eating mcdonald's breakfast oops it just happens to oh, be oh it's yeah. It's it's, it's kind of weird that this so went viral. coincidental. Oh, yeah, so like so that, weird. That's that's hey, just so you know that triggers the bullshit meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and I would rather have some some dude some. I'd rather have a co a a, a uh, server. Uh, I don't even know what they're called. 
a uh, checkout person, a cashier. A ca- <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have a, ch- a cashier at McDonald's on a video saying something clear and 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 pure. Like this yeah, fucking get the McRib, duh. Because because they like it. <laughs> I'd rather have that message than have some Marty McFly in in you know in twenty. 20- 15 what year was he in in the future well it was but whatever 19, we're Pepsi 85 and then it was 85 55 and then it was 80 uh, 2015 it was 50 years after no not 50 not yeah because it was 50 years back or no no you're right it's 30 years back 30 years forward right 80 i i'm not sure but so, so if it was 20, 2015 marty mcfly in the future he's drinking his pepsi in the future thing uh, and then, oh, oh my God, what well, happens to be Pepsi? Oh, that must have been a coincidence. It's like Pepsi fucking paid for that shit. Oh, shit, the Pizza Hut with the future freeze-dried <laughs> tiny pizza they put in their oven. Oh, my God, Pizza Hut must be good because it's 2015's future. Wow. It's like, no, Pizza Hut paid for that shit. Uh, I, I would rather have a sincere fryer... The, the fryer fucking uh, McDonald's cash, not even cashier, a straight up fryer, pimply, all that shit, saying he loves whatever. The McRib. I would rather see that video. This in- podcast is sponsored by McDonald's, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? No, it's not. What? Maybe it is. It is. Uh, but I'd rather see that dude than than see the weird oh my coincidental oh my god product placement uh, in in twenty twenty fifteen F- the future of back That's to the not future even the future anymore yeah it's like the fucking past of our past of the future of back to the future uh, because because it's sincere sincerity and true passion enthusiasm that's what gets through and you can't you can't pass you can't pass the bullshit test that's that's the that's the future though i I feel like that is the future of any kind of marketing or advertising or whatever it's like you have you have to have an authentic message and have an authentic purpose yes and you have to communicate that in an authentic way yes you can't be doing sketchy shit no trying to create viral videos or whatever no because people see through that shit and 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 you you only stand to gain if you're authentic in your presentation of whatever you're trying to sell you only stand to gain because people engage with that more because they're like i have faith in this i i trust i trust this because i know that you're not trying to fuck me like fucking bullshit me I know you're you're not trying to to trick me into liking your brand or your product. And that's that's like I think that that is <laughs> that's an old method. Yeah. That the whole like, "Oh, well, you like this. Well, here's here's our brand doing that thing or whatever." It's like Oh, there's this funny meme on on the fucking internet. Let's let's get our fucking commercial up that's doing the meme thing yeah it's like that's fucking so dumb and you kill you kill the culture by doing that instead of participating in the culture but but yeah and i think that even participating in the culture is asking it that that in itself is a bold move trying to participate in the culture i'd i'd rather people come to the culture with open arms asking to be a part of it than trying to throw up a meme to say that they're hip and they're with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah, a, that, oh, what are these kids doing these days? Oh, yeah. we got a video. They're yeah. going to like it. Oh, they'll, those young kids will like this. It's like, what's his name? Uh, Steve Buscemi with his skateboard saying he's a young kid. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a me- that's a meme. That itself. is a meme, but, but that is a... The perfect example of how brands can't show up to the party. They, they can't. They and it's that it's that 
distinct too. It's like we can fucking tell that, that you're not a kid. That dude. is the statement of the generation. Yeah. That is them saying don't do this. Like it's fucked up. I feel like it's fucked up that we are no longer a part of that generation. Yeah. But I'm also okay with it. Cuz we like I feel like the fresher generation doesn't know what the fuck is up. Yeah. And that's okay. Uh, but but that leads to the next point that that um, our goal in creating music is to not is to not try to force all this shit. We're not trying to force our music into the pile in a way that's not natural. And yeah. beyond that, when we release our music, we would love for you to listen, of course, but. If you're a music creator or a creative of any kind, our goal is to start to develop and establish a uh, an asset repository where we can share what we have learned and what we have created over the past 11 years with you. That is where we are going. We we want to embrace uh, the the j- as much as we can because we're just human, but we are trying to embrace the the sharing creative mentality where we can share our our assets with you. So um, we are. We are creating breadcrumbs that can lead you from wherever you are to where we are because we've been through the shit. We've tried a lot of shit. We've Googled we've, everything. We've, we've been on Reverb Nation and seen no positive return. Same with Bandcamp. Same with SoundCloud. Same with fucking Spotify. Uh, and, and we want to give give you and empower you with these uh i mean i mean these assets that we have a lot of them will be for music production we know that a lot that some of you might not be music producers but that's the assets we're going to be creating and sharing um so yeah. so so in our in our next several months we are going to, we, we, we want to establish a, a place where we can share those. And we'd love to hear from you. This is a perfect time, if you are listening, to uh, open up your Anchor app, send us a message, and let us know what type of assets you need or you would love to help you create whatever type of production you are making. Because we have done it all. Yeah. If if that means like s- samples, audio files, mm-hmm. templates for Logic. Oh yeah. Tutorials mm-hmm. of like how to do certain shit that we are barely good at, but we're pretty good at because we've been trying for years. No, we're, we're, but we're, now we are. We're we're pretty good. We are much good. We are good at. But now. we'll yeah. fucking make you a video. We'll make a video of how to do a thing. Or whatever. It's like anything that we can do to help. Anything that we can do to provide you with a little leg up. Just a little leg up. Because Lod knows there's very very little leg ups out there. We've, totally. We've done our due diligence of searching for the shortcuts. And there aren't any. There's, there's a couple. But it's... But we it's, we are here very, for you right now. You the, the 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 links and the videos that are out there are fine, but we are here right now. Yes. Reach out to us because we will make something for you specifically because community is everything. And we can work we can work for 11 years as me and Trey know and work through the night to make something. You know, but our, our thing is not the same as, I'm sorry, let me back up. Our thing, me and Trey's thing, is not the same as our thing, as in the community's thing. 
And we're trying to build something that is bigger. We don't need to make more shit for me and Trey. Because me and Trey have now established the shit we need. We want to help establish something that we can give to you, provide to you, that will empower and enrich your life and your creative process. And if you don't need anything, that's totally cool. But if you do, if you do need something, EQ tips, side chaining tips, freaking silent tips, massive presets, uh, Logic, Ableton, sample packs, sample packs, like we're here and we can share with you the things we've developed and put together just for you. Well, I mean, like that sounds stupid, but it's like literally if we helped one person, I think that we would feel satisfied if we helped nobody we would be very dissatisfied. We're going to do whatever we do, despite what people need, but we're going to try to provide something for someone. And if nobody uses it, we will know because we track all of our downloads, all of our shares. Uh, but, but that doesn't connect us with our community, which is you. Um, so... Yeah, feel free to reach out. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Check our description for our links. Uh, and you can email us. You can email me at nick at nickwitchman.com. My name. It's pretty simple. Uh, or, yeah, DM us on Instagram or Twitter. And uh, and we're here. we're here to provide something. Yeah. And I think that's going to be it for tonight. We're at an hour, a measly hour, measly hour. Uh, but we appreciate you listening. And, and this one's kind of different because this one kind of puts the rubber to the road. You know, it's like we we're trying to we're starting to make moves. We're getting close to that moment where we are doing our thing. Yeah. Right now we are doing our thing, but we are getting close to the moment where our thing is moving. Yeah, and we and we want to share more than just the music. Yes. We want to share our fucking tools with you. Yeah. We want to make sure that whatever we've discovered along our journey is part of the collaborative repository of information. We want to make sure that you have access to what we have access to and what we've found. And we'd love to share that with you. Yes. Um, We are discovering this together and we want you to be a part of it. And that's where we're going to leave you. Thank you so much for watching for listening. <laughs> for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to uh, Off the Record with Nick and Trey. Uh, we encourage you to share your concepts, your creations with us through our social platforms. And we uh, are really excited to share with you the assets we have so you can make things more easily and with less uh, hurdles along the way. Uh, episode 10. We've gone 10 episodes strong. Flex. Flex emoji. And um, swole. Super swole. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. This is off the record, right?